MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb, and I'm a senior writer here at HowStuffWorks.com. And hello there. I'm Julie Douglas, writer, editor, and lead phlebotomist. Yeah, this is our second episode. Last time we talked about uh, animals going to sleep, shutting off half their brain. And uh, this week we're going to go in a slightly grosser direction. Uh, tell me, Julie, did you have any like strange childhood fears? Um, I don't know that I'd had really any... Terribly odd childhood fears. Um, fear of clowns, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear of my neighbors. Okay. Yeah. Right? Windows, latches, things like that. What about you? Just Okay, so you just had, like, clowns, other people, and things that open. But otherwise, nothing. Yeah, okay. stepping on vertical cracks on the left-hand side. Okay. When when going in the, um, the direction of uh, the north. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, I don't see how that could have... Gotten in the way at all? No, no. I, honestly, I didn't. I was a fairly uh, normal child when it came to that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I had this fear for a while um, of turning inside out, uh, which I, I suspect that a lot of people had this on some level um, for reasons I'm going to get to in a, in a, in a moment. But um, I, it, it all goes back to when when I was a kid, my family would go to the local video store, and uh, we. You know, we, we, you know, me and my sisters, we were all kids, uh, you know, in my family, they weren't really into getting horror movies, but the horror movie aisle was there. And they had all these just crazy, um, covers on the VHS, uh, you know, uh, cases. And, um, 
and you just walk by them and you'd see these things and you, you know, you, my mind would just sort of run wild with what they could possibly contain. And there was this one box for this film called Screamers, which was a 1979 film. And, um, you can look the, the cover, um, art up online by doing like a Google search and it, because it's like really crazy because it's like this dude that's like turned inside out. Right. And he, you know, he just looks horrific. And then the, like the, uh, the, the, the tag at the bottom of the box is, they turned men inside out and worse yet, they were still alive. You know, and so it just, it, it got into my head that, that turning inside out was something that could happen to you or happen, that your body would do or that something that would be done to your body and that you'd still be alive and it'd be horrendous. And then you, you know, I imagine you'd go to the doctor and, you know, your parents would take you and it's like, what can you do for him? He's turned inside out and they would be like, well, I can't do anything for him. I'm sorry. Your son is just inside out from now on. You'd be sitting in, in, uh, what, your third grade class, just sitting there oozing your yeah, organs. Just oozing all over the place and like pulsating and stuff. That's really horrible. I mean, were you sitting there in the middle of the night saying to myself, you know, saying to yourself, Oh my God, this could happen at any moment. Um, I, well, I, it wasn't as pa- that paralyzing, but it was just kind of, it was just this feeling of like, you know, I, I guess when you're a kid, you don't think as much about mortality, but certainly you, you, it was kind of a, a lesson in, oh my goodness, it's like we're really fragile. We could just, we could turn inside out and then we're, you know, <laughs> then wow. we're done for. So it was like the moment where you just lost your innocence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much every time we all went to the uh, the, VA, the the video store, we'd see something like that that would, you know, that would beat down your uh, your, your innocence a little. But uh, I suspect that that other people had this problem as well because I, I don't know if you've ever seen um, people turning inside out in cartoons, like kids' cartoons. Yeah. But it happens like more than you think it would. Like you, you can dial up horror movies besides screen. Oh, yeah. The other interesting thing about Screamers is that it actually, I found out years and years later, doesn't have anybody turning inside out in it. It's actually like an Italian uh, film about fishmen. It stars Joseph Cotton of all people. Of course. Yeah. Um, it was <laughs> a seminal Italian yeah. film actor. Yeah. And, um, and, and so, yeah, they just like decided that they were going to uh, distribute it in the U.S. with this crazy cover with the guy turning inside out. And they, I think they shot something for a trailer that I've never seen that has like a dude supposedly turning inside out. So it was like a bait and switch of yeah. turning inside out. Yeah. But, um, you know, as, as a kid, I never really, really thought about it or questioned why in the cover art the guy is inside out but wearing jeans. Like, yeah, it, what, I think I think I'm familiar with this, and he's got a belt. And is it is it possible that the top that button is undone as well? So it's yeah. sort of like he's in partial undress, or yeah, like I don't know if he's like, oh my goodness, I've turned inside out. I better throw in some jeans, right? Or if he like ingested jeans and then turned inside <laughs> out, and that's how come he happens to be wearing the jeans correctly. But I didn't think about those things, you know? right? Right. But but no, you like you look at like children's cartoons like Invader Zim. Are you familiar with that one? No. Uh, that was a Nickelodeon show. Uh, kind of dark because there is a scene where a, a kid gets sucked through a portal and he comes out like inside out. And then he kind of like, you know, shakes it off and he like flaps back to normal. And then there was another Nickelodeon show. Nickelodeon, there was somebody at Nickelodeon was really into turning inside out apparently. There was a show called Inside Out Boy about a kid yes. who was on the swing. Yeah. Did, have you seen this? I'm familiar with it. Okay. I've heard descriptions of it before. Yeah, and he like went over, he like swung so high that he did a complete like 360. Right. But it turned him inside out. So he's just this like grotesque little gut boy walking around, you know, and it's, and he just, I don't know, he has powers or something and it's, it's totally fine for, for kids. 
Well, yeah, maybe because it's uh, it's it's sort of a lesson, right? Like, don't go too high in your swing. Yeah, or you'll turn this will happen inside out. Yeah, and um, it's a neat way maybe to work out our fears. But what I want to know is, could you actually turn yourself inside out and live to tell it? Um, I think I've, I figured out pretty early, and I think most of our listeners will will realize that you you can't really because the human body is just a little too complicated and a little too rugged. You know, yeah. Like, um, like basically, like for it to happen, you'd have to be like a sock puppet. You know, where you know you could just like when you pull a sock puppet off, or when you pull a sock off your foot and it just goes completely inside out. Right. Like we're just, you know, the, the human anatomy isn't geared to that. To living with our organs on the outside. Right. Yeah. And any like any you know force that would that would even like apply that kind of pressure on the human body. I mean, it would, it would, you know, you would have like total body fragmentation before you had anything of that nature happen. We're both too fragile and not rugged enough to undergo that kind of transformation. Huh. Interesting. Paradox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But just because the human body can't turn completely inside out, as we all should know, that doesn't mean that um, this process, which is uh, called aversion, uh, doesn't exist all over the place in the natural world. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Just run through some of the uh, examples of aversion in animals, um, and, and to a limited extent with humans and, uh, and just how amazing and gross it can be. <laughs> it is. It's, it's some good grotesque stuff. What's, uh, so what do you, what one stands out to you just right off the bat in terms of a very simple process of aversion? Well, in human anatomy, you can have, uh, um, uh, examples of, um, like, like there's bladder aversion that can happen. Okay. And um, we're not going to go into a whole lot of detail on this because it's you know it's kind of gross. But... It sounds convenient though, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, it's different from bladder evacuation, um, which is rather generally a rather pleasant uh, experience as long as you know it's not in your pants on a roller coaster or something. Right. But um, but no, this is a situation where the bladder, being an internal you know organ, ends up on the outside uh, through a um, you know. Generally, a naturally occurring orifice, but you gen- you can also have uh, aversion occur with injuries, where something will get kind of glooped out to the outside. Right, yeah. right. Um, and uh, and and so yeah, it tends to be like an injury or internal trauma type situation. Uh, it, it you know becomes prolapsed to where it's it's on the outside now, and it needs to be pushed back in or you know in, in some way repaired. Right. But uh, but you have a lot of animals where aversion is just part of like their daily routine just how they go about eating or digesting things or defending themselves. Mm-hmm. So um, of those, like the um, the sea star is a classic example of that. And uh, if anybody out there watched uh, the Discovery uh, uh, slash BBC uh, documentary series Life uh, this year, uh, they had a whole segment where it's uh, sea stars uh, feeding on this corpse underwater and their um, or cadaver. We're not cadaver, just a dead seal. Um but they spit their stomachs out. They avert their stomachs onto the outside of their bodies to uh, work at the digesting. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of sucks up everything and yeah. pulls it back in. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, that's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. see yourself at a buffet doing that. Maybe not you, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I I wouldn't do You're that. You're not going to go to a buffet. And then this uh, this same... Yeah. But it's just you don't you don't get your your money's worth out of it unless no, you just right. really pick out. No, you're completely you know, right. Unless you just completely avert your 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 stomach, you know. Oh, and the do- the documentary series Life also shows these nemertine worms uh, feeding, and uh, they actually uh, use uh, they actually have what's called an irreversible proboscis, 
and uh, this is just their um, their feeding uh, mechanism is completely averted, and then they they just kind of like pump it out with these uh, muscles. And so it's like a snout sort of going. Yeah, it's like a long snout, okay. but it's a basically it's about the, the length of their body, but it's averted, so it's kind of like completely. That is so cool. Yeah, it's just like completely pulled inside, and then they just. It's a, they're kind of like a party favor, you know, where you like blow on it. And yeah. Like, you know, this ribbon kind of like extends. It's like that. They, and then it snaps back. Yeah. And then they pull it back in. And so that's, I think those are good examples of getting your food mm-hmm. from aversion. I think, uh, sharks and rays, they, they are sort of doing the opposite, right? Like right. Dumping. Yeah, they have this thing called uh, gastric aversion. Yeah, and it's kind of like if you're, uh, you know, you're wearing, like if you're wearing blue jeans, and uh, you turn the pocket out to get rid of lint and yeah. find some loose change. They do the same thing with their stomachs out of their mouth, um, and uh, they, you, can, you can find videos of it online. It's like a real, it's like a really quick function, you know, because you know you're a shark, you're a ray, you live in a dangerous situation, you don't just want to, you know be swimming around all day with your stomach hanging out your mouth. So they just go, it's kind of like this quick, and then, then it's, you know, it's out, shakes free some, you know, debris, and then it's right back in. So it's like ancient Rome for the animal kingdom, and that, or it's like the vomitorium. And, yeah. Except for there's no loot playing in the background yeah, to exactly. like, cover up the noise. Yeah, but it's exactly like, um, like I, I think the way I was thinking of it, it's like with cats. Uh, like we both know that cats love to puke, you know, it's, oh, yeah. or I don't know if they love it, but they do it without, it's no big deal. It's just a part of their lives. Right. Sometimes you got to puke and they do it. So with sharks and rays, puking isn't, isn't the option. It's a uh, gastric aversion. So it's just, it's no big deal for them. Right. And so that way they can scoop up even more food. Right. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. And, Another really cool animal is the vampire squid. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell us about that, because that little creature, or large creature, I'm not quite sure how large it is, is pretty fascinating. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to attempt to make a shot at its uh, Latin name, because it's pretty awesome. Uh, Vampira toothus infernalis. Whoa. It's like the, in, the infernal vampire or yeah. something. Um, yeah, it's it a dark lo- seas. <laughs> It lives about a uh, yeah, half mile deep in the ocean, and um, it has these um, this like webbed array of uh, eight inch arms. So it's you know it has like the you know the squid arms, like your you know cephalopod arms, like you typically see. Yeah. Except they're all webbed together. You and know. it looks like a cape, like a, a vampire's cloak. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, exactly. It's, kinda, it's very like steampunky looking. I think. Yeah, you can. I can easily imagine like wearing a little uh, like top hat and having a yeah. monocle. You know. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, only. but he will do this thing where he goes into a um, a threat response stance that uh, is sometimes called uh, pumpkin or pineapple posture, mm-hmm. which kind of I mean that doesn't sound nearly as cool as vampire and infernal, you know. But but he'll basically take this um, you know his array of arms, these web this webbed array of arms, and and like pull it back over the rest of his body. So it's kind of like if you were to take your lower lip and your upper lip, and you were able to like stretch your lips back all the way over your body until you were just like, you know, pink, glistening meat. That's kind of what they do. And so that, so a predator might go, whoa, that wasn't what I thought it was. Right. And also, also they have these little, it, they're, they're not really spikes, but they have these lines of things uh, on the inside that look like spikes. So then when they go into pineapple stance, they look a little spiky. Predators ah. too. So. so again, Vlad the Impaler there. Yeah. 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 I think that that's fascinating that you can turn yourself, you can essentially shape shift mm-hmm. as an animal to say to a predator, you know, hey, watch out or 
uh, I am not what you thought I was. And and one of the things that I'm thinking about is the uh, sea cucumber. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, which is much exalted in Japanese culture. And the sea cucumber, to me, cucumber, I can see where they got the name, but it really looks more like a sea sausage. Yeah, it's it's like you look at it and you can't really tell that it's a little, it, I don't know, it's, it's not the most vibrant of living things, you know, it's just kind of, it looks kind of gross and still. Yeah, and, and it comes in a ton of varieties, like there, some of them look like they've been oxidized and some of them um, look like very psychedelic with warts on them, not warts, and they're anywhere from like under one inch to six and a half feet in length. Mm-hmm. So in terms of um, how they're represented out there, it's, there's a huge variety and not all of them do what I'm about to talk about, but some of them have a really interesting defense mechanism. And if you don't mind me being so bold, I'll just get right to the point. Go for it. They can take their internal organs and jettison them from their anus. Hmm. That's And this is, of course, a, a, a trick best performed when you can regenerate said organs, right? Exactly, right. right. You don't okay. want to lose organs unless you can get them back in about a week to four weeks or something like that. Okay. Uh, but I, the reason why I think that is so fascinating is that to me, like, that's the ultimate bow up movement that you might have, like, in a bar fight. Yeah. Like, you know, if you, if you were able to expel your internal organs through your anus mm-hmm. and just splat them on, uh, your opponent, I mean, to me, that's pretty intimidating. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, I, I've run across other, you know, situations where an animal will have some sort of response like that. Like, I, there's, um, they're, like, there are different animals that like, uh, to go into a defensive posture, they either, like, vomit blood or they, um, I believe there's a frog that actually um, like fractures some of its bones and, and like it creates compound fractures. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. But any of those techniques, if you were to pull that on Marta uh, on the the, the the local transit system, if you were threatened, I mean, I don't think anybody would mess with you. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. everybody would move out of the car for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Except for maybe like the one person that was still asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate for them. But this this uh, what's also called a sea slug. The sea cucumber is just pretty fascinating in the sense that it really does embody all those shape-shifting uh, elements to it. It also can collapse itself, which is really cool, mm-hmm. uh, the collagen fibers of it, and pretty much will liquefy itself and Whoa. go through cracks. And I mean, again, that's an incredible shape-shifting talent. Love to have that. Yeah. So it's not just a, a, a sea sausage there just sitting on the ocean floor acting like a bottom dweller. It has a rich life. Yeah, and if you think it's gross before you start messing with it, just wait till it has to like run away. It's gonna possibly shoot out its organs and and then turn into a liquid. That's disgusting. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dematerialize. Yeah, and I was actually not. Uh, I wasn't aware uh, before today just how how much of a role it apparently plays in Japanese uh, culture. Like I didn't know. I I guess I knew on some level that you could eat it because I think I've seen it on menus. But, yeah. Like, have you ever had it anywhere? I have not. I, I think I have as well seen it on menus. Um, and I'm thinking of sushi. I could be completely wrong, yeah. but that's what I'm thinking about. And it, I guess it's a, a huge delicacy in Japan. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, you know, I know, now I do remember where I saw it. Uh, there's like a, there are these little hot pot restaurants. It's like a Chinese thing where, uh, you have this, this, it's kind of like, uh, fondue, except you have a little pot to cook your, you know, pile of, uh, vegetables in. And, uh, one of the meats that is available, I believe, is sea cucumber. Wow. Yeah, I did not have it. A friend of mine had it and he, I don't think he said he liked it, but he, I think he said it was interesting. And so. it's, uh, 
also again referred to as sea slug. So you've you've got sea slug fondue. Yeah, which, uh, yeah. It just yeah. doesn't it doesn't you know roll off the tongue as sounding quite delicious. But that I and I think it's called sea slug because cucumber is not really translatable okay. um, from Japanese to English, which I think is in the book. What is it called again? It's very. It's just. Oh, one it's of called uh, n- Namako. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Because we uh, in researching this, we both ran across the same book. Um, there's a. It's called Rise Ye Sea Slugs by Robin D. Gill, and uh, it is a book about sea slug haiku. There are one thousand haiku <laughs> about sea slugs. See, that's just, I mean, I, I really had to look at it again. So I'm like, this is a joke. This is uh, some joke entry on Amazon. Like back in the day when people would put fake movies on IMDb, like this is just a, somebody's making this up, but it's, it's legit. It's like they, they're yeah. that important in, uh, you know, in, in, in understanding like Japanese culture. Yeah. They're that celebrated. And then what I, what I like about it is that the sections are defined by its various traits, I guess, as, as we humans see it. And a couple of sections are, uh, in the order of like scatological, uh, melancholy. Uh, there are a couple other ones in there. But you have to understand that um, the book is not only just celebrating the humble sea cucumber, but it's also sort of talking about uh, the culture itself and how it is expressing itself through its love of the sea slug. Yeah, like th- there was... Um and this makes perfect sense now that I, you know, once I've, I've read it, but, uh, there's a point in the book where they're talking about comparisons between this, uh, act of, uh, aversion that the, uh, sea, that the sea cucumber performs with its guts, uh, comparing that to the, uh, like the traditional, um, you know, samurai act of, uh, seppuku, um, I may be saying that wrong, uh, and then the westernized, uh, version of that is what Harry Carey, I right. think. Um, and, you know, so there are obvious similarities between, you know, this, this creature expelling its organs to escape a, you know, danger, uh, comparing that to, say, a, um, a shamed, um, you know, samurai or somebody, um, you know, um, basically eviscerating themselves with a knife, uh, in order to save face. Right. Preserve right. their honor. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, that's, the honor thing is a very interesting to bring up and well, to relate that back. Uh, re- do you have one of the haiku? Uh, the, a translation of the haiku? Yes, I do. Oh, well, you have to read that so people will get a, a full okay. idea. Well, this one is from 1741, and I feel like it's still very relatable now. And it is from a writer uh, whose name was Jijo. I hope okay. that I'm pronouncing that right. And it is, a few drinks, and I am a sea slug out of water. Ooh. That's, that's, that's actually really pretty. Yeah. And also, I feel like uh, in terms of of our predilection for maybe overextending ourselves with libations, it's it still rings true today. Yeah. There are times when, after a few drinks, <laughs> I feel that I am out of water as well. Well, um, some of the ones I found were were um, a little more grotesque. Um, like, uh, this is one here. Life's hard, no doubt. Sea slugs end up inside out. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and then there's this one. Sea slugs, their guts are made to swim. One thousand of these. Yeah. Just, yeah. As a reminder. Yeah, and of course these are translations, so we can't really experience the true beauty of, uh, of uh, you know, sea cucumber aversion poetry. No, no. Yeah. But I would say that I mean the holidays are coming up, so if yes. you've got a marine biologist in your family, I think that you just found their present. Yeah, I think Amazon has one copy left, so jump to it. Yeah, get on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the thing about the sea cucumbers is that 
we see this as a phenomenon, this inside out is something in nature. What about in terms of injury, something self-inflicted or even in pop culture? Um, well, yeah, it's one of those things where, uh, like the for thing that insulin comes to mind for me when I think of something that could actually turn you inside out. Oh, which by the way, another instance of a child's, uh, a children's uh, story featuring inside out things. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. There's mention of a dragon that turns people inside out. So, which it's a great movie, but it's like these, like that was just the other day, like after I had researched the podcast some and then I saw that movie and I'm like, whoa, this is all over the place. People can't get enough of inside out things for children. Yeah, it's embedded in our subconscious. There's also Slim Goodbody, who, who I, I'm kind of on the fence. You, whether that's inside outness or just a dude in a suit with guts on the front of it. You remember Slim Goodbody? No, right? no, I don't. don't. Tell me about Slim. Oh, God. He's, um, I believe he's Canadian. Could be wrong on that. But he's a, a Slim Goodbody. He's like a TV personality. Okay. And he was like, generally you think of like the classic Slim Goodbody where he's got like kind of like he, he's got kind of like curly hair and he wears this like spandex bodysuit with all of the organs painted on the outside. And he like talks to kids about like the importance of like eating healthy and, and like the, the guy still travels oh, around yes. today. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, I know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's basically his whole shtick is, you know, educating children about, you know, the importance of health and, you know, that taking care of your insides. Wow. There's got to be one kid that just freaked out, you know, <laughs> when he saw him come to a school and was like, God, your organs are on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I've I've seen parodies before where like people have done costumes where it's like Slim Bad Body, where they have, like show like you know organs that have been uh, like like the the lungs are all blackened from smoking and things like I that. I mean, like a huge momentum. Yeah, yeah. But uh, outside of Slim Good, like Slim Good Body, again, I don't I don't necessarily think he was actually inside out. I think he just had a suit with guts on it. But um, but the the, I, the thing that instantly comes to mind is like um, you know, like rapid uh, depressurization. Like in a, like in an airplane or, you know, it's like it's always happening in space movies. Uh, but it's, it's rarely, um, all that accurate. Uh, so, I mean, are you talking more like suction or force, something Suction, that would... force, and then also just like, you know, pressures, uh, you know, the, the outside pressure changing mm-hmm. and then destabilizing pressures inside the body. Okay. Um, like there's a, a film called Outland that came out in the seventies, I believe. It's like a Sean Connery Western in space. And it was one of these where people would like float out into, uh, you know, into the void without their helmet on and their head would explode, you know, like a balloon. Uh, and I think, I think that happened in Total Recall as well. But, you know, it's like, it's, it, things wouldn't really happen like that. I believe the Air Force conducted some, some tests, um, and you can find the, you know, results of it online where they took some salmon and, uh, and exposed them to, you know, rapid depressurization and they, they did not turn inside out because that's just silly. But uh, but they did. There was like some stomach aversion, like through like holes. Okay. In them. So so yeah, it's it's the depressurization can cause some aversion, but it's not the kind of thing that would turn you inside out. Okay. I'm also thinking too about some of the horrible urban myths that I've heard about before, and I'm thinking about like, oh good, am I going to say this? Yeah, like airplane toilets. Yeah. Suction. I mean, I think that you can probably figure out. Yeah, that kind of stuff, um, you know, without like going into an actual like, uh, you know, case by case, you know, Snopes-esque, an, you know, analysis of the stories. It's like even, even that at, at the most, you know, if any kind of like, uh, um, you know, pressure based injury, um, is going to just, I think, result in, uh, in, in, uh, like a prolapse or aversion of organs. But right. Not the They're not going to get sucked yeah. out. I mean, if you're going to sit on a toilet seat, I mean, the odds are that the suction that you would create wouldn't be nearly strong enough to even, uh, lend itself to creating yeah. an evacuation of your bowels. 
Right. So to speak. Again. Yeah. This yeah. is, and this is also a, a topic where we could, we could go into more detail about all this, but we'll leave. If you're really that interested, there's some, you know, you can do some more research online. Uh, but we're getting in trouble if we get into it. Too, yeah. Into I think, I, I feel like we're, we've entered into the zone. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but one more, it's like, again, going all the way around on the swing set will not turn you inside out. No, it will not. Yeah. It may make you vomit, but yeah. you will not turn inside out. It will scare uh, any adults viewing Which uh, and children. could be worth it. Yeah. yeah. We're not advocating. Well, I think you, you, you do get a certain... So, I mean, I never, I was never the type of child to even attempt that. But like the kids who would go really high in the swing set, like that's instant um, cred, right? I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. 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 Again, I mean, I guess that is the, the kid equivalent of uh, just ejecting your your internal organs and spotting them on someone else. It's the, the metaphorical, like, don't mess with me. Yeah. On this playground, kid. <laughs> well, well, on that note. Like, we bid you adieu. Yeah, we bid you adieu. Uh, if, if you have any uh, interesting tidbits about uh, things turning inside out, either in your life or in fiction or in uh, the realm of science, we may have missed some really awesome example from the biological world. Uh, let us know. Oh, and if you have your own haiku to share with us, please, we want to hear it. Yes, but only if it's about things turning inside out. And that could be anything. (laughs) Thanks for listening. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. The HowStuffWorks.com iPhone app is coming soon. Get access to our content in a new way. Articles, videos, and more, all on the go. Check out the latest podcasts and blog posts, and see what we're saying on Facebook and Twitter. Coming soon to iTunes. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, 
Then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.